I suppose the very first animal I saw killed and in the back of a truck was a bull moose sometime in the early 1950s. The blacksmith who lived next door to us on Blanche Street shot it. My father at that time went hunting every year, and it caused much excitement when he left and came back. I remember seeing his rifle standing in the hallway between the kitchen and living room. The fact that you needed to be strong to carry it around gave it credibility, and we knew instinctively that it was his rifle and not ours to touch. He was a deer hunter mainly. He shot a deer on the day I was born, October 17, 1950. After a time, as it does with most people, hunting became a thing of his youth, and he put his rifle away about the time I shot my first deer. The men next door to us hunted until they were much older. A woman we knew, up near the first house I lived at, was a very great hunter. I remember the eight-point buck she shot. They took a picture of it for the paper with her standing alongside it. She went hunting mainly with her brother. Sometimes her brother went into the camp by himself for a week with no transportation. She was an unmarried lady, and of course much talking there was about her. But she was a good fisherman and a fine shot with a rifle. My aunt, my mother's youngest sister, hunted birds in the fall. She too was an unmarried woman who lived up on a stretch of the Matapedia. She was away fishing in the spring of the year, and she could tie her own flies. She was not the fisher person her brothers were, but then again, she didn't have to be. She could cast a good line and work a pool well, and she took her own rifle to hunt her own game in the fall, mainly partridge up on the ridges above her house. All of these people were people of my youth whom I respected a good deal. The woods had secret places that laid the framework of the template of my life. There were here many famous New Brunswick guides and a grand amount of wisdom about the hunt. But there was, still and all, a good deal of wisdom from those who did not guide as well. When I was a child, the caribou were a distant memory, a grand animal of the barrens, drifting away like an image in an old photo. Or their racks were in houses I sometimes visited, distant themselves now. When I was a child, moose were scarce as well. There was a moratorium on the moose hunt for a number of years, and cow moose were not allowed to be taken. The moose population has grown again after the 1950s, and they are now hunted on a draw. Most of my friends have been in on a draw at some time or another, and I too have hunted and killed moose. Moose is the extravagant hunt here. You need equipment to hunt, and a crew. It is hard hunting moose on your own but in many respects it might be the greatest hunting there is on this land. We now have white-tailed deer, game fowl, moose, and bear. There were also coyotes, lynx, bobcat, and another two animals, though no one lets on either exists, the eastern panther and the eastern cougar. Some see the tawny orange cougar, as I did in Gagetown in 1990, and others see the proud, black, slender panther, as my brother did when fishing with Ken Francis at the Stony Brook stretch a few years ago. Some say they are two different kinds of cats, and others say they are different colors of the same species. I think they are two different cats, a cougar and a panther. What separates them both from the bobcat or the lynx are their tails, which forestry officials go to extraordinary lengths to deny they have, because if they do exist, it becomes our obligation to protect them. It is a simple and collective stupidity to deny the obvious. 
The one that ran in front of my truck on a road in the hot July of 1990 was a tawny cat with a long enough tail to separate it from all the bobcat and lynx that made their domiciles here. The pure black cat is, for the old-timers, the true eastern panther, the mythical, wondrous animal that is seen almost as a vision of time gone by, usually by people alone. Peter Baker, a friend of mine, saw one when he was 16, standing behind his camp on the northwest Miramichi. Another hunting acquaintance saw one across the main Miramichi River. My son John saw one last year. When I was little, we could get partridge behind a friend's house, and at times deer could be seen in the ball field just above us. Now, as I write this in my farmhouse in Bartabog, a big buck comes to my apple tree in the front yard while a doe and her fawn are seen grazing. At night, just outside the window beside me, I hear a bear as it meanders up to the fallen apples, filling itself for winter.